This episode of the Last King Pod Podcast is brought to you by Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, still running away from women his own age. Another awesome episode of the Last King Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Taufik. And I am an uh, archaeologist extraordinaire, Dr. Shafiq Jones. I think Jones. the joke is getting really, really, really old now. Too Jones. many syllables, man. You gotta keep it to two. Two, two syllables. And speaking of two syllables, we have over here... Eccentric Tom, the three-syllable <laughs> man. Oh, I got one for you. Uh, grave robber. Grave robber. Grave robber Shafiq. Grave robber Shafiq. Because that's what archaeologists are anyway. Yeah, and literally. I am... The ancient eccentric Tom, risen from the grave. Uh, I'm Shafiq Tep, uh, not the mummy, but the daddy <laughs> of here, the Last King podcast. In case you couldn't tell, we're nope. gonna have a monster-filled episode for you. From Indeed. the sands of Egypt all the way to the streets of Seoul, Korea. <laughs> oh, pretty much, pretty much. This globe-trotting adventure of two very different movies. Yeah, but before we start, you guys heard about. Castlevania, I'm sure you guys have played this old Of course before. I have. I'm Castle from the Blue. 80s. Castlevania. I kid, I kid, I kid. <laughs> it's a very, okay, the thing why I brought that up is because of back in the day, the first Castlevania game had like all these homages or parodies of universal monsters coming in. I mean, like, if you recall... You Frankenstein's monster as a boss. Yeah. You fought Dracula as a boss. You fought a merman as a regular enemy. I don't know why he's not a boss. You fight the Grim Reaper as because well. Because Aquaman too. is lame. Yeah, Come on. I guess. No, but it, uh, Super also... Friends Aqua Lame. Uh, Aquaman <laughs> is lame, yeah. Aqua Lame, more like. Super Aqua Friends. Lame, oh my oh god. god. You know, a shout out to our previous episode where like, John here will uh, um, have sex with Jason Momoa. The whole point is. I could fuck a planet. I, I he could fuck a planet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> if it's 77 water, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, anyway, the point I brought it up is because. Apparently there's going to be a Netflix Castlevania animated series coming out. And not just that, it's like going to be very anime centric. Yeah, if you see and the Violent stuff. 2. Mm. Oh yeah, that was some delicious ketchup up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically one of the Belmonts or one of the cousins of the Belmonts who are, who are forming out this clan of vampire hunters to kill off Dracula. Could it be Tobias Belmont? I don't know. Maybe not. Okay, think about Castlevania, you also need to kind of address the fact that that canon <laughs> Of Castlevania, I mean, it even includes the Dracula book as it, part of the canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Quite when they brought in John, John Quincy Morris or Jonathan Morris, he's Oscar. a character in Castlevania. I see. Yes, you know, okay. Quincy Morris, you know, ancestor to the to the mighty Philip Morris, you know, <laughs> oh, purveyor of death by cigarette. Cigarettes? Yep. Cigarettes. <laughs> That's what we call here on the Last King Podcast, you know? Have you sucked on a cigarette today? So, anyway. what, do you, what do you think of the trailer, the one that you saw? Okay, I loved it. I thought, like, yes, a lot of potential right there. And it, it's gonna be on Netflix, that Netflix money, okay? Because the thing is, uh, as we all know, like, most anime is kinda hampered by the budget. Yeah. And also by the fact that, you know, especially in Japan, like, animators just wanna take a break once in a while. You know, animation... Children, Last King fans, animation's expensive. It is. Very expensive. And the fact that, okay, this has got Netflix money on it, okay, and hopefully some Netflix polish, ahem, ahem, Iron Fist. <laughs> Let's try and avoid that. But the thing is, like, you know, to me, it's still missed opportunity. Because the thing, like, to me, the definitive uh, anime, animated, like, vampire story is still Vampire Hunter D. Oh, that was way back in the day. Way back in the day, but fucking holds up, yo. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, right, if you can get some of the team involved, you know, like, come on, like, that very distinctive art style. I mean, I love when uh, Japanese animators and artists, like, they do their take on, like, Victorian England 
or like you know the way people dress and just the aesthetic and like the way they design castles and all that. I think the Konami team over there were inspired by Vampire Hunter D so much so that Quite they created obviously. Alucard, remade him like from uh, what's that uh, Castlevania Three to Symphony of the Night to make him look like the main guy from Vampire Hunter D. They yowed him up, huh? Yes, they <laughs> that's correct. That's correct, and that's why he's in every dream. I every am anime so dreams. lost yeah. right now. Uh, okay, no. the bishi, the bishi, all the way over from England. Okay, so like you guys invented vampires, right? <laughs> no, uh, that was Romania. <laughs> well, but Bram Stoker's English. Yes, he is. <laughs> he, he is. But the first folklore came from around that neck of the woods, Romania, Hungary. Pun intended. Neck of the woods. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, Netflix Castlevania is gonna start on July seventh, I believe. It should Ooh. be episodic, if I recall. Episodic. Not sure how many episodes? You mean they're not gonna drop a whole season? Mm. What's the binge? Oh well, I mean, yeah, I mean, episodic is like, oh, here's a whole season for you to watch, but you uh, know, separate it. That's not what episodic means, but. Sorry, sorry, my bad. <laughs> using the wrong words. Here. Man, yeah. that would be such an evil way for them to, you know, oh, those bloodsuckers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. Yeah, but and the whole script was actually done by. Uh, guy Warren Ellis and Warren Ellis wrote it? yeah he actually did a wow. Castlevania story from not just last year like 8-9 years ago when they were trying to do a Castlevania show and then it was pushed back mm-hmm. it was going back and forth to different publishers and studios and finally it ended up on Netflix's lap who's so. Warren Ellis? oh god you got it <laughs> your nerd card sir <laughs> the look of disappointment from my co-hosts um, it's, it's soul crushing but another reason I think we should be happy is that Netflix has a pretty strong track record when it comes to original animation as well because, you know, mm. Voltron has gone nothing but oh, yeah. praise. Troll Hunter, that uh, Del Toro joint, which they've been That's pushing as well. Right? If you'll recall in uh, episode, I don't remember, but best of 2016 or maybe the one after. Yeah, I kind of mentioned Troll Hunters and of yeah. course RIP Anton Yelchin. Who? Anton Yelchin. Uh, he. Oh, Anton Yelchin! Your nerd cards on the table. I am. Again. I am disgracing myself right now. Nah, it's alright, it's alright. You know, everything's forgiven. You know, I'm, but, okay. Um, so, your thoughts for Castlevania, John? What do you think? Uh, high think hopes? High hopes, high hopes, definitely. It's high time we get a video game adaptation that isn't terrible, hopefully. Well, I, I kind of like the first Resident Evil movie. That was more like <laughs> so bad it's good in a sense. And then it actually spun out to its own thing. So that yeah. alluded to the to the game canon, but it, not it, so much. It gave that other Anderson a film career. Yeah. And unfortunately also Mila Jovovich. Yeah, well, not unfortunate. She was alright in Fifth Element. That was way before Resident Evil, yeah, sir. Yeah, well, no, Okay, now the thing is, I am also really looking forward to this Castlevania. I mean, also it ties in perfectly with the 30th anniversary of the very first game, which yes, came out. Yes, come to think of it. Yeah, yeah, holy shit. You know, it's been 30 so goddamn long. years since that shit came out yeah. in the NES. And like, wow. Okay, I love the fact you have a new animation. Can we get a new game? Alright, I mean, I, I, too much to ask. I, don't, I do not want a lot of shadows, please. Fuck that. No, the first one was not bad. Okay, you have, you have to admit, you know, freaking Robert Kyla and Patrick Stewart, you know, I, I seldom, like, big up, like, you know, the voice actors. Yeah, okay, Robert Kyla was alright. The fucking big <laughs> beer. The vampire killer. <laughs> yeah, fuck, who's the dog? I'm just not a fan of the game that just apes God of War and Bayonetta at all. And yeah, even everyone throws in a bit of Shadow of Colossus while also just being mediocre. Yeah, welcome you know? to late 2000s, early 2010s gaming for everything. Yeah. Everyone was doing that pretty much. Do you remember there was a Dante's 
Dante. Dante is Inferno. Whatever. Dante is Indian brother. No, I'm Dante. Have you seen my sister Shanti? Anyway, I mean, I can say that joke. But okay, um, Dante Severo was not bad actually. It's a pretty good ripoff, you know. I a think pretty ev- good ripoff. Everybody, <laughs> that's agreed. a box quote if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good ripoff. It's a pretty good ripoff, you know. It's not quite God of War. I think I wrote that in my Game Access review a long time ago. Really? So maybe, maybe. Oh man. Okay. Well, also speaking of men dressed as bats. Yeah. Okay, we have to take it down a little bit to more melancholic somber oh, note. No, yeah. On a sad note. On a very sad note, okay, we lost Gotham's White Knight quite recently. Okay, R.I.P. Mr. Adam West. At the age of 88. But yeah. he died peacefully. Uh, that's that's the best you can hope for, yeah. I would imagine him, you know, with Alfred by his side and uh, Burt Ward still playing uh, Dick Grayson, you know. <laughs> with a bare leg. uncomfortable in his bare legs. <laughs> with a bare leg. Was Julie Newmar being around nearby? Julie Newmar passed away already oh, really? a long time ago. <laughs> no, but she's was, still there, she's just kind of propped up in a corner. You know, <laughs> oh god, you know. <laughs> no, but okay, I think we need to kind of mention this, you know, for our last King fans, also for our Batman cred, also yeah. for our nerd cred, no? Because I'm pretty sure for a lot of kids out there, this was their first introduction to not the Dark Knight, but to the Batman. Uh, character itself. The carefree Batman of the 60s. The 60s era. Batman, you know? The yeah, I'm not sure that's like kids these days' first introduction because. Well, that's not a, these days, yeah. yeah. But for a kid like myself, I'm, I'm speaking yeah. for myself, like as a child of the 80s, you know, when this was shown on reruns and just seeing, like, you know, Batman having all these amazing adventures. And of course, I would still say Cesar Romero is still a better Joker than Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> that's still not saying yeah. <laughs> But I do like the fact that every story in. Batman 66 always has like the weirdest innate solution to things like a shark bomb, a shark repellent And the shark from the movie! No, 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 that was shark repellent The shark repellent from the movie, man That's when he was literally Oh yeah, the old movie (laughs) There was a movie, boys and girls The very first Batman movie before Michael Keaton Oh, there was a fight fight involving Joker and surfing, if I recall Oh yeah, because he wanted to become the surfer king of Gotham Yeah. Because suddenly Gotham had a beachfront I'm pretty sure it's an inland city, it's the, right? It's, it's the area facing the top of the city. Yeah, right? Yeah, well, and also they introduced us to the Batuzi. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Probably the most uh, overused GIF on Tumblr right now. But you know what? Okay, let's just uh, pay respect to where respect is due. For a lot of guys, guys my age especially, okay, mm-hmm. before we were turned on to the comics and the Frank Miller's versions of Batman's and the Neil Adam versions of Batman's, there was. You know, the very goofy, very kitschy, you know, 60s Batman. You know, I mean, like, I can still re- like, remember watching how, like, you know, being amazed at how he could climb the side of a building and they literally just flip the camera on its side. Yeah, that's that kind of gold. Movie you know, magic. That just, yeah. the, 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 you just can't see anymore nowadays. And the thing is, right, he owns this role. Like, nobody could pull this off. You he know? was completely straight-faced for the entire thing, exactly. which is exactly you know and really it, quite applaudable. The consummate professional, and also props to Burt Ward, you know. But at the same time, I would say, um, I think this is probably the best way to close the chapter on like Mr. Adam West. No, everybody, please check out Batman sixty six, the comic book run. Mm, yes, you know, that's if you can start. find the TV series, okay, I'm not sure they're available on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure you can get a Blu-ray box set. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Batman fan, you need to add this to your collection because he is canon. Mm -hmm. I'll say this right now. You could also check out that episode he appeared, uh, he lent his voice to in uh, Batman animated series, where the episode is called The Grey Ghost. So basically, Bruce Wayne fanboying over The Grey Ghost actor, played by Adam West, of course. 
paying proper tribute. Talk about fan service. Yes. Actually, fan service would be him as the mayor of like that family guy. Oh, oh that's yeah. Yeah. That too. Forget that. Oh no, they have to recast him now. Uh, who can they get? They get Bert Ward. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that could work. That could work. I'm pretty sure they're already writing that right now. Very bad days though. But okay, you know what? Rest in peace, Mr. Adam West. You are sorely missed. Okay, you are Gotham's white knight. Okay, you know we clink our glasses to your name. Right. Chink chink. Ching ching, you know. And speaking of chinks, Jesus Christ! Oh my God! So we're, we're gonna talk about the mummy, I'm guessing. No, like I said again, speaking of chinks, we're gonna take this all the way to Korea. <laughs> oh, I can say it. I'm Asian too. <laughs> There's another word for that, but I'm not gonna say it. Uh, yeah, please do not. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, Tom and I have seen this movie. Colossal. Colossal. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, what's the name of her? Anne Hathaway. No, no, Anne Hathaway. No, no, no. What? What was her name in this movie? Gloria. Gloria, who is an alcoholic, Cat likes to party a lot. <laughs> so basically, she she really let herself go after the films. Yeah, yeah. She's all got messy hair and stuff, basically. So she got dumped by her boyfriend, and her boyfriend says, "Sort your shit out," and then she goes back to her hometown, mm-hmm. and then ends up bumping into an old friend, uh, played by Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, I believe it's. Oscar. Oscar, Oscar. Well, I'm bad at names right now for some yeah. reason. And yeah, then apparently he owns a bar and then she went partying and stuff and then this news about a kaiju attacking South Korea popped up. Mm-hmm. And it turns out she's intrinsically linked to the monster somehow. Yeah. It's whenever she goes to a very particular playground at her hometown at 8.05am and she walks around, she becomes a kaiju and mimics her movements. And at first it's played the comedic effects, you know, she invites all her wasted friends around and they film her doing a weird dance and then on live TV you have the kaiju doing a weird dance until like suddenly hits helicopter and then then she starts going, oh shit, I'm actually killing hundreds of people whilst I'm drunk playing around. (laughs) So pretty heavy handed metaphor. But here's the thing, it was billed as a kind of, you know, quirky comedy kind of thing dark comedy or just but it became black later on though I mean it's, Definitely dark. it's not a comedy it's it feels like a drama when you think about it oh it's it. a definite drama and it's all about alcohol abuse self-absorption and also actual abuse too actual um, and it's not like traditional kind of you know relationship uh, uh, physical abuse but deep emotional gaslighting kind of abuse yeah, oh wow it's and insane dude it is and honestly this is Proof that Jason Sudeikis is not just a great comedian; he's an excellent dramatic actor. Oh God, yes! Because he starts out as this very friendly, affable, likable person, and then slowly, you know, there's hints here and there where you hear him say certain things which you saw weren't true. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a bit weird. Why are you saying that? And eventually, it devolves. It took a doctor. Yeah. Suddenly, you realize this is a really terrible human being who keeps his friendships by just emotionally manipulating them, and it's right out of the emotional abuse's handbook gaslighting horrible things then pretending to be contrived to kind of win them over again and then trapping people in a situation where they can't escape and the big twist set in is at halfway oh wait spoilers last king oh yeah should we, should we spoil it because i figured this the is film the came out two months ago in the I states i figure yeah because things it just recently arrived in singapore yeah. like, within this week so like I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of you people out there have seen the movie yeah and i'm pretty sure a lot of you people want us like to kind of you know tell you how we think about it so all right sure. Tom. the twist is is that um oscar also creates a giant robot who appears in soul excuse me i had a bit of um Soul Eruption searching. right now. <laughs> soul searching. Yeah, so that's a, that a terrible box. And Anne Hathaway is the monster. Yeah, 
And then he starts blackmailing her by saying, uh, if you don't stay in this town working at my bar, every morning I'm going to go and stomp around the playground, which means that people are going to die in Korea. And it's just a really interesting way of exploring that kind of power and relationship dynamic, but using kaijus as the kind of metaphor. And it's played out extraordinarily well. The way to resolve it is a bit... I don't know, it was cool, but... I, I'm kind of happy with how it turned out. Cause... Yeah, I mean, she does end up defeating him in a very interesting way. That part I won't spoil, because I feel like you do need to see yes, that for yourself. Yes. Atomic Breath, right? Sure, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> why not? But it's cool, it's cool. But yeah. I felt that this is the movie that makes me think, okay, Jason Sudeikis isn't just that one-note comedy guy, a poor man's Ed Helms. Will Ferrell and Ed Helms as well, yeah, as I mentioned. Know. He actually can do drama well, if oh, given absolutely. the right script and given motivation. Yeah, I would say, you know, he was acting against an Oscar winner and I felt like he put out a stronger performance. Yes, he did. Uh, that's uh, not to say Anne Hathaway phoned her in. She did a really excellent job, but it's the kind of role we've seen before. I mean, have you ever seen um, 28 Days? Yeah, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, uh, what's her name? Um, that lady. <laughs> that lady, yeah, you know, where she goes to rehab. I sort of remember that film, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so. I'm thinking of 28 Days later on. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Completely different kind of film. But anyway. yeah, yeah, the kind of self destructing, narcissistic, alcoholic. And the good thing is that she never tries to uh, grow as an individual. Uh, you know, they don't say, oh, she goes back to a small town to heal and become a better person. She slowly heals, but she's still the same sort of character, yeah. but she has a conscience, like, she has a conscience compared to Yeah, she gets a bit more kind of self-confidence, but, you know, she doesn't resolve her alcoholism, she doesn't repair the relationship with her ex-boyfriend. So it's not really like a redemption arc for her? No. no. I mean, there's a strong sense of catharsis, but you never feel completely sympathetic to her. Yeah, uh, a lot of things she says and does, you really can't stand her. And that's the power of this movie, where even though she's not a sympathetic human being, you still feel for her at the points where it does count. Mm -hmm. Especially the bit where she finally gets into a physical confrontation with Sudeikis, and she's she looks terrible. Because remember, he's taller than her, stronger than her, and she gets badly beaten. Mm. So it's... I'll go ahead and say it. If you went in expecting a Kaju movie, it's not that. And I can imagine why a lot of people wouldn't like this. I've the seen poster it. itself already speaks. Because it's what's that? Hannah is scratching her yeah, head. I can it's, it's very misleading. It's very misleading, but also at the same time, how are you going to sell a movie like this? Yeah. It's, a, it's a very interesting script. That's the thing. The story, everything. It's just, you don't see anything like this that often or at all. Mm. I mean, is it safe to say that for this year, this is probably one of the most original ideas you've seen in a while? I would say it's yes. the most original film I've seen in the Let's last see, five yes. years. Really? In terms of concept, in terms of execution, in terms of how it deals with abuse. Because usually with movies, unless they're super small indies, abuse tends to be shorthand, uh, you know, like physical abuse. Mm -hmm. The kind of, you know, the cowering... Um, but it's never done in a, in a heavy-handed way, is that what you're trying to say? No, it's, it's done in the way which more people would kind of have... Um, Expected, right? Or more, more experience with, you know, the kind of where they're fucking with your mind in a way. Well, it's a very meta movie in a sense where you assume something, but when you come in, they like they flip the tables. And yeah, and it's just yeah. when Sudeikis becomes full-on asshole, it's really terrifying to see the transformation because it's a very slow descent and suddenly it's just massive plummeting to the depths of absolute terrible humanity. Mm -hmm. And you realise what's even worse, and it's not because it's uh, romantic, because he's not romantically interested in Hathaway. It's just that he's a small, weak person and he tries to get strength by emotionally abusing other people. And it's not just her, it's other friends that he has, he kind of keeps totally wound up by 
you know, Bob jabs up with words and like, you know, knowing that he has control of them because he's the one who owns the bar. He's the one where they have to go to if they I want to. I give you a beer, you just have to take the Yeah, I mean, we stuff, all have you know? friends like that. We yeah. have one guy. Yeah. So really to see him get his comeuppance, that was very... Satisfying. Very satisfying. Yeah. But I like that. It was a very interesting, powerful, powerful film. Unfortunately, I didn't see it in the best of circumstances. I went to see it at uh, our local cinema. Um, well, our local cinema. One of our local cinemas. Oh, what happened though? Um, it was in one of the smallest screens, and when I went up to uh, go in, I thought it was down the main way where they have all the things. That, oh no, you have to go that way and to the to the right. So, okay, I walk out and I see the bathrooms. I was like, uh, sorry, you say screen? Yeah, yeah, you just keep going. So I have to walk past the bathrooms, past the curtain, and that's where the screening is. Oh, man. That shows how little people they think are gonna go see. Um, the movie that bad yeah, well I mean, that's really sad because I really want a lot of people to watch this film yeah, because it's also the original and well written I would yeah. say it's also the fault of the studio for not promoting this properly yeah. uh, at the same time because they know that this is the summer blockbuster season and this is coming up against a lot of heavyweights yeah know? and there's no major studio behind it I mean this is literally going to the like the Wonder Woman movie yeah and you know the largest name I saw was an investment bank who uh, bankroll uh, independent movies it's a very very small production I'm amazed they got such big names like Hathaway and Zodakis. It must have been purely the strength of the script which got them on board. I guess so too. Yeah. And also, um, I read this up afterwards, they got into a legal problem with the creator of Godzilla. How come? Oh. Because originally when he pitched it, the director, I can't remember his name right now and I apologize, he called it Isn't the... Or something? Uh, something. The cheapest Godzilla movie you'll ever see. So they had to. Ask, I know quite it, literally. It's, it's petty, but that was a legal dispute that they had to resolve, and so they never refer to it as a kaiju or as a Godzilla type thing. They just say a big monster. I think they just call it a monster. Yeah, this monster. Yeah, the most generic ass name they can come up with because you know they can't. Kaiju has been trademarked, right? I mean, the only yeah. movie they can get away with it is like the Pacific Rim movies. Yeah, and even then, I think a lot of that budget went to being able to use that name, because yeah. Not to Hathaway, right? No. No, Hathaway, I'm not the biggest fan. I, th I find her quite annoying sometimes, but she is an actor's actor. You know, she will do small studio things if she... And I like Anne Hathaway when she's paired up against a, not say superior, but a slightly better actor. Yeah, and I think that Sudeikis is definitely the one in this one, which, as we've already said before, wasn't expected, but my god, I hope he gets some serious... Um, better well, movies and better scripts than Arab and, comedies and better roles roles which really pushes dynamic range because I think this is someone we should be looking out to yeah I mean would you call it one of your best of 2017 so far? I would say definitely I would say it's my top 3 right now really? yeah even better than Wonder Woman? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry he says with a sarcastic gleam in his eye I, I mean it's by no means a perfect movie. There are some gripes. Actually, what are the problems? Uh, is it like the side characters? They're not that memorable? Uh, I mean, they're okay. They're there for the sake of But they're not pushed enough in that other aspects. Like, one of the reasons why Anne Hathaway is an alcoholic self-absorbed narcissist is because she lost her job. She was a blogger, I think. They don't really push it. That's a job. A newscaster <laughs> person. Something, writer, writer, writer. Yeah, she, I think the word is influencer, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck that word. Yeah. Anyway. She wrote for an online magazine and she left because there's some throwaway coming out. Oh, you can hide from your haters when you're not online. So I wish they'd push that a little bit more. 
So we go a bit more into why she is that way, because it's very in media's res. I mean, speaking as online personalities ourselves, you know, the haters just keep coming apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I actually got enough of what she said from there. I just only care about like how she deals with alcoholism and how she deals with Sudeikis as yeah. a person. And also, and that focus was really enough for me. Yeah, and also the thing about they don't hide from the fact that there are hundreds of people dying in Seoul, and I don't feel like to give that enough emotional weight. They just kind of offhandedly mention it, and maybe it's meant to become about how outside of our personal sphere of what we care about, we don't have enough empathy to care about people on the other side of the world. But I still feel like they could have maybe. I mean, not added a bit, a bit more. Yeah, like maybe a bit, bit more brevity. Right? Well, a bit, bit more uh, weight behind her actions because it still kind of feels like they're playing it for laughs a little bit. Which can be seen as a bit crass. I, I don't say. know that part when she got beaten up by Sudeikis, and you know when he did the footstep stops. That was like whoa. You can see Anne Hathaway's face like I know like that. You know, but it's a bit weird because you know the first time it happens and they talk about hundreds of people dying and she's like oh my god, and then she immediately starts playing it for laughs the next time it happens, and I feel like okay this is a bit inconsistent. Like did you care from the beginning? Did it only happen once? You felt something happen because she feels it when rockets hit her somehow. That's so, again mean, not properly explained. This movie basically. And she wasn't bleeding too much. I, I, there was actually a bit of red after there was a blackout. I remember seeing there was a bit of blood on the bed. So yeah, that indicates that yeah she did get a little bit hurt. Yeah, and also they do kind of show when the connection started, and that wasn't explained enough at all. I felt like they really just kind of rushed through to say, oh, this is why only these two create kaiju monsters in Seoul. Oh, you mean that reveal the flashback? Right? Yeah, the flashback, which I feel like could have been done a bit better. But overall, this is a really solid movie, mm -hmm. and it is for me a good eight out of ten. Really? Absolutely. Mm, strong recommendation there from a centric tone. I think I'm gonna go for the same score. It's again, I think whatever complaints that I have are probably nitpicky. Again, side characters, they're not. They're not. They're not supposed to be the focus, but still, maybe some more not properly fleshed out. Is that your complaint, or uh, maybe they're again, unnecessary? Again, yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm not so sure. That's the thing. That's the nitpicky part. But for what it is, a movie that centers on two characters and their journey and their eventual climax and all that, that worked out really well for me. Yeah. It's a really good. Not not even a heavy-handed message at all. That's the best part. It's oh, no, like I mean, it's quite escalatedly, you know. It's, it's hefty with what they're trying to say, but it's done in a very clever way, which actually makes you think. Yeah. I think that 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 whole title of being a black comedy might be a misnomer. misnomer. Oh, Probably, it's not you know, a comedy. It's, it's, it's more comedy drama, dramedy. You know, it's um, not even a dramedy. I, I laughed maybe three times. Like, there's some some funny moments, but and even the soundtrack got very dramatic. Oh yeah, do you know who did the soundtrack? The guy who did Battlestar Galactica. Oh, oh, wow, Ben, ben, yeah. ben McCrary. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And oh, the, here's your nerd badge back. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> After I lost it twice at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah, so definitely go give it a watch. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back talking about the other monster movie. Hey, the monstrous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know. All right, right. So we've got like... So in case you want to catch us, you can catch us on thelastking.net, our website. You can catch us on Facebook, The Last King Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter, same name as well. As well as on Instagram, you can check out our funny little pictures here and there. And don't forget, you can download our episodes and check out stream our episodes on SoundCloud. Slash The Last King. And on Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes as well. And Apple Podcasts eventually. Wow, <laughs> I keep forgetting the Apple Podcasting for some reason. Yeah, I mean, they've probably already switched the name by now, but... You know, Stop confusing us! Apple, if please. only there was somebody who works at Apple who can inform us of such things. 
<laughs> and All right, we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. And we're back! And okay, we're gonna take you all the way to... Before we approach the deserts of Egypt, let's go to the deserts of Los Angeles. <laughs> There's still deserts right there. This is beaches and sands and That's Disneyland. technically... It's a desert with an, uh, an ocean attached. Oh, we got Disneyland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so, anyway, so we're... We are actually recording during a time when E3 is happening. A small state. event you might the, have heard of. Electronic yeah. Entertainment Expo and... EA is showing presentation. EA's play presentation has already finished. Like, As of this recording. Ago, yeah. yeah. And we've actually saw a bunch of pretty cool stuff that's been revealed. Like, for instance, uh, Bioware just announced a new IP called Anthem. A teaser. A, a teaser. teaser. A teaser. Which a shows teaser. armor, a monster, and... Monster something. dinosaur things. I'm not sure. And something about Earth is our armor or something like that? I don't know. We're actually going to see more when... They start showing more stuff in the coming days, so... Yeah, obviously, you know, it's the first day. It's not even, yeah. it's not even the first day, it's... You know, it's the, the first day, it's the first day. Okay. Yeah, the pre-show. The pre-show, pre pre so, yeah. you know, we're not going to have anything concrete for a while, and... Yeah. I don't know, we know nothing about it. The next episode, we're going to talk a lot more, but for now, we can talk about what's already been revealed, you know, like, more like... It's kind of strange that they're having this on, like, Saturday in America. Yeah. So early, it's like, why, what do they have to lose, you know? Why don't they just do it on a Sunday and then Monday, Tuesday, and stuff like, oh, we just want to do it on Saturday when people should be taking a break, but no. Probably because they don't want to step on anyone else's toes. Uh, I guess so, maybe. Uh, well, they also showcase a lot of Battlefront 2 gameplay. That's true. They and actually had a fight in that, uh, not Coruscant, right? It's a... Coruscant? No, no, it was actually that Naboo? Palace. No, Naboo. Oh, damn, I totally forgot. Shoot. And was there sand? It was basically the episode. <laughs> was there sand? <laughs> I hate sand. It's coarse. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the episode one series. I totally forgot. But the, the fight itself was really cool. Alderaan. Between, between the separatists <laughs> and the droids, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, so far, it sounds like they heard the feedback and are actually working on it. Yeah. So now it's there's space battles and there's camp a campaign mode. Yeah, which is what we needed. And even more importantly, apparently... Apparently. DC... DLC, DCLC. <laughs> the DLC is going to be free. Yes. Now, initially, initially, now, now calm there has down. to be a caveat there yeah. somewhere. Calm down, everybody. Don't start cheering yet. This is still EA. Yes. They'll find a way. They They'll will find a way to charge you somehow. And I'm worried it's going to be microtransactions. You think so? Well, they did that with Dead Space Three. Mm. Do you remember that? I remember that. You know. Or even worse, it'd be like, you know, pay $5 to play the rest of this mission. Oh. Nobody has done that yet, but I'm gonna call it. Some they... asshole out there is gonna create, not even just a multiplayer, but a single player campaign where you need to pump in money just to keep playing. You know, That'll be you know, stupid. Fuck honestly. that! No, but uh, okay. Um, There's gonna be a new Need for Speed game, and it yeah. looks like the people who used to be from Criterion. The Burnout uh, guys. The Burnout guys who are in that uh, racing game creating studio, they're actually putting in a bit of paradise inside the game. As well as like Burnout Dominator as well because the crash does slow-mo. You got that whole Fast and Furious thing going on as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they're focusing on. But the driving, everything just seems slick and the slowdowns happen during those bits where you crash and stuff. Okay. Or you take people down, you know? Yeah, were you a fan of the original Need for Speed games? Uh, no, but I was a fan of Burnout. Need for Speed 3 for me and maybe Hot Pursuit uh, back Hot in the day. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Hot Pursuit. I loved that game. But Hot Pursuit, yeah. I also, I played the first on the ground game. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, that was not bad actually. Yeah, killer soundtrack. Yeah. 
you know when they did the uh, we had a story mode no that's carbon I'm thinking of carbon yeah thinking now. of carbon carbon was uh, it was alright yeah, they had like the FMV footage of those uh, models Brookburns and all that right oh, yeah. people I don't know <laughs> models hot models yeah but okay, hot models yeah. <laughs> you're anyway, talking about the cars sir yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember the last Need for Speed was the run which had that weird quick time event when you weren't in the car okay that was no there was another one after that oh okay I forgot but the point is, I think this former Criterion guys are gonna probably make some magic with payback. No, I maybe. would say yeah. if anything, like the guys who did Burnout, and I'll, I'll say it, I'll, I'll say it right now on the podcast, Burnout is the definitive arcade racing game. Yes. And I, want, I want that. I Paradise, want. Burnout, uh, the one before that, what was it? Uh, it was... Uh, Burnout 3 to me is the definitive one, but Paradise, actually, I would say it's the superior game. I think number 4 was yeah. called Dominator. I think yeah, so. Dominator. Maybe, yeah. yeah. yeah no, Part but, 3 was Takedown. Oh god, takedown. <laughs> I mean, I remember when, like, what a genius concept. To go faster, you need to crash into things. Yes. That is a <laughs> that beautiful mechanic. It's such that. an anti-racing game, like, yeah. idea, you know, and it works so well. But yeah, you know, like, okay, uh, Last King fans, do hold on to your horses because we're going to be definitely be having a full-on E3 extravaganza of 4E. When everything's we're gonna just real, react yeah. and just, like, you know, like, Finally, maybe the video game slump is gonna yeah. be over. We're gonna like wait for all these come out, get some clarity of mind, and then we we'll start talking about it like adults. No, but if you want, <laughs> like, like adults, like adults, what you're thinking right there, man? Nah, this is the last game podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're the most immature podcast out there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, are there any other games which have been announced that we want to briefly mention, like? Kingdom Hearts apparently exists. No, that's a trailer for that. That has been teased since else. goddamn PS2 era. <laughs> they're gonna announce. It's the more. last get. It's the next last Guardian. Yeah. You know? yeah. They're gonna announce more things during a Disney event in July, I believe. They're gonna showcase the hell out of this game. Oh, uh, okay. And have people play it maybe and show and maybe even a release date for all you know. <laughs> I don't release think states. so. Because wow. after FF15 is out, they have nothing else to bring up. Square Enix is nothing else. What? Don't they still have that Final Fantasy VII remake that they keep on promising? That's probably gonna come out another 10 years. Oh yeah. That's I'm, not gonna happen. Yeah, I'm gonna have kids. So 20 years? Oh man, no. <laughs> no I'm gonna have kids by the time that game comes out. There Your you kids go. are gonna have kids by the time it comes yeah. out. Oh, oh Grandpa remembers Cloud Strivers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. But okay, uh, if anything, you know, like, this is gonna be the opportunity. This is what we all have been, like, you know, looking forward to. Video games, come on, you know, we have nothing else to look forward to. Yeah, right now we have no solid release dates for any major games yeah. until August. I mean, except for what, Shadow of War? Yeah, Shadow of War, pretty much 22nd of August. Yeah. Unless that's something about goes it, wrong, I yeah. guess. You know? yeah, and if you like Crash Bandicoot, there's an insane trilogy coming out end of this month. Oh yeah, who here played Crash Bandicoot? I did. Well, we all did. Yeah, we I all didn't. did, we all did. You didn't? No! Whoa. Oh, you should check it out. It's not you bad. Might, you might like it. It's you might not like it. bad, but you know. You might not be a fan of the one-hit kill sort of thing, but it's a challenge thing, you know. Very good platform. It's, a, it's probably the last good mascot game uh, for a while. <laughs> oh, speaking yeah. of mascot games, there's gonna be a return of Bubsy. Why? I don't know. Apparently, <laughs> I saw that. Okay, I saw everything. Okay, apparently the people who did that Gianna Sisters game, the one on PC, oh, the really good one, yeah. they're doing this game. Hmm. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so the at the very least, the platforming might be good. You know, what I'm still looking forward to what? another Gianna Sisters game. No. 
You know, I mean, you just brought up another thing, like uh, a nice uh, mascot-driven platforming game. When the fuck is Cuphead ever gonna come out? Oh, yeah. God knows when. God knows when. And I'm like, if I'm not that mistaken, was an E3 two years ago, wasn't it? And the thing is, yeah. it's, it's now become an Xbox One exclusive, apparently, which is bullshit. You well, know? you know, good on Microsoft for having an exclusive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like they have no games to. Well, they're probably gonna announce like 50 games when they What are you talking about, sir? Everybody's played Quantum Break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if it doesn't break your Xbox, yeah. apparently. Oh, and Gears of War 4 did very well, is what I heard. There was a 4? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, we talked about it. it was, I mean, they have an update for that, so there you go. Still alive and kicking. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem I have with Gears of War is like, they try to make it too much like Uncharted. Really? Like they with the climb- that, that, I don't remember any climbing on no, the No, not with the climbing, but with the lead character being kind of affable and like just a guy who's like, you know, in a, in a weird situation. While still looking like a brick shit house. Yeah, there you go. You know, like, so like you can't be affable like, Hi guys, I'm just your <laughs> average chap. No, what I like about Gears 4 is at least there's some, you know, different screen time for the lady and the black character. Like the, the trio of new characters that you have. What amazing characters. Okay, not, not amazing characters, lady, but Lady, black decent. guy, white guy. So memorable, huh? That, that lady and that black guy. Okay, speaking of memorable uh, ladies and black guys. Uh. <laughs> was there a black guy in this, uh, this movie we are about to talk about? I'm sure there was some. Uh, there's an Arabic guy for like five minutes. <laughs> because Egypt. Oh, okay, uh, we've been cock-teasing this for way too much. Tom Cruise is back! He's back in... In The Mummy, apparently! So basically, she replaces Brandon Fraser in this. Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. Fraser. Oh. Fraser. 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 Oh, yes. Oh, so let's make it clear. Who here watched the movie? I don't want to watch this movie. I don't know. I didn't have time. I'm As a sure fan of the original series. Uh, yeah, of the Brandon Fraser Mummy franchise. I... Uh, boycotted this movie based on the premise that how dare you Tom Cruise for stealing Brendan Fraser's probably only his only job his only chance of having another movie career apart from Encino Man Man. Encino Man how long ago was Encino Man 1992 or 93 he's old he's been around okay but of course you know he was in that amazing movie about a college guy I can't remember it had a nice Madonna song attached to it oh with honors yeah there you go and he's also the dead friend in Scrubs Mm. Ah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and he was in that. That was your favorite film, right? Yeah, one of my favorite uh, movies about a metal band trying to get played on the radio. And of course, he was in that amazing uh, uh, Mrs. Hugh Grant movie, Bewitched. Bewitched. No, Bewitched is uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, he did be something. I don't know. I know which movie you're talking about. Elizabeth Hurley plays the devil. Yeah, she's hot. Oh, oh I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah very memorable film. Nobody here can even. Brendan Fraser, consummate actor. Look at the look at the amazing. He was in Monkey Bone too. <laughs> he was in George of the Jungle. <laughs> in in card as well. Uh, you yeah. don't remember that. He was in that movie where he played a Mountie. Uh, it's totally do right. There you go. It's like we're talking about a dead guy because he just disappeared. <laughs> like, oh, remember he was this and in this, and he's like, I'm still alive, guys. No, I've got a TV show. I mean, now. The, here's the sad thing about Brendan Fraser. Like, first, The Rock took away his job when he did the Journey to the Center of the Earth sequel. Oh yeah. And now here's fucking Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, don't you have enough franchises with like Jack Reacher and with that that Mission Impossible series that you are still clinging on to? Yeah. So. We have to just go back to this. So Tom, yeah, so Tom movie, you're right? talking about the mummy. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking so about the mummy. Why? Okay, what do you think about it? Since you're the only one who saw it. 
Uh, it's not very good. <laughs> 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 It's uh, it's uh, well. it was it passable at least? I mean, was Tom Cruise even entertaining? Well, you know? I mean, uh, okay. Did you like him in Edge of Tomorrow? I yes, actually, he's worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> but same kind of character arc. He's he's kind of a dickish kind of character. He's Basically, Tom Cruise. Yeah, like, the Tom Cruise when he's actually an interesting character when he's a bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. So he's a captain in the Army Rangers, and he's in Iraq for some reason. And oil, the reason's oil. <laughs> well, technically, it's for archaeology. Oh, grave robbing, in other words. Yeah, he's grave robbing. But apparently, <laughs> the the army's there as well because they're trying to protect ancient monuments. So we're in this weird parallel universe where we give a shit about our shared cultural history and now we're actually going into ISIS territory to stop them destroying thousands of years of architecture. So, okay, I'm... So we sent Tom Cruise. Yeah, well, (laughs) pretty much he's disobeying orders. They said you can only go this far and he goes 100 kilometers past that because he knows that there's something over there. He doesn't know what it is, it's just called Haram. Oh. And uh, there's a bet where you're saying, oh, it means treasure. It means treasure in Arabic. And I'm no, saying it that. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. Even Tom knows. Yeah, and the guy says, no, it means forbidden knowledge. Like, you know what? Even then, that's not correct. I think because he misheard and he thought it was harem. Ah. <laughs> I'm going over there where, you know, the belly dancing Arab So he goes in there, dig first. <laughs> dig first. And then they stumble across an Egyptian tomb in Iraq. Because. Okay, so <laughs> the setup is we the movie starts with some spiel about Crusader Knights. What? Yeah, and apparently they discovered an old Crusader tomb down in London. And this is already where I'm calling bullshit because they have two different Crusader like groups, you know, the Knights Templar and Knights Hospitalia, working together to bury one guy. They hated each other. Mm. Like, they don't work together. That's the reason why they were two separate houses. Ah. Last Game Podcast. Historically accurate most of the time. <laughs> Shout out to my Paradox episode where I kissy fit about history. But yeah, that's where you know this film is off the rails because it starts with 12th century England and then it talks about the discovery of this tomb. And then we go to Mesopotamia, now known as Iraq. Okay, okay that's correct. And they find this tomb. And this is where they discover a, an Egyptian tomb. But it's a tomb with a twist. Oh no. Mm. Because they... They didn't bury a pharaoh. They, they buried... They buried a mummy. Well, obviously they buried a mummy. Like, that was a really stupid joke. <laughs> there you go. Um, but no, it's this princess who was meant to become the next queen of Egypt. Pharaoh of Egypt. Mm. But then she kills off her father and her baby brother because he was going to get in line. And she makes a with the god of death called Set. Because feminism. Yeah. And then uh, she tries to bring Set into the world, but then she gets buried. Whatever, that's not important. All we know is that there's this... <laughs> How many people does she kill when she... Oh, oh I'm, I'm getting there. But I want to talk about the tomb because... This is where they tried to say, oh, we did our research because they're talking about how it's not a real tomb. Well, it is a real tomb, but it's not a traditional tomb because there's no gifts for the afterlife. There's no canopic jars. All the guardians who are meant to like keep bad spirits out, they're facing in. Oh. And the entire thing is buried in a pool of mercury, oh, which okay. apparently the ancient Egyptians believed... Had loads of, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> because that apparently kept away evil spirits. And so they said, whatever is in that tomb, was meant to be buried and forgotten. So of course they pick it up and put it on a plane to go away. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they get brought down by birds. What kind of birds? Egyptian birds? No, or... 
Blackbirds, crows. Of course. Because <coughs> of course crows. <laughs> and then uh, the plane crashes, um, and Tom Cruise actually dies, and again brought back to life. Yeah, that's not a spoiler because I've apparently in the, trailer, in the trailer they just show him like yeah. waking up in a morgue. Okay, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna spoil a shit out of this movie because go ahead. You don't, yeah, okay. you don't care. You don't care. No one should care. <laughs> apparently, he's been cursed by the princess because he cho- she chose him to be the vessel for set because he's a not to be trusted roguish thief kind of character. And so he can't die, and she keeps on forcing him to come to her to complete the ritual where she stabs him with a jeweled dagger, mm-hmm. and then he becomes set. And then the chasing happens, and then they meet Dr. Henry Jekyll. Played who, by Russell Crowe. Played by Russell Crowe. Doing. What? Yep. We are doing the setup for the Dark the Universe use... Cinematic Universe. The, the Dooku. The Dooku. 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 The Dark Universe Cinematic Universe. Yeah. This is gonna fuck up like DC's SEO so bad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like someone's gonna go, the you no shit. Oh, something's popping up. I, I don't remember the Mummy versus Batman. <laughs> I would pay money to see that. I would see. Yeah, I would. I would totally see that. It'd be a train wreck, but it'd be great. No, but he totally fought ba- uh, Dracula. Dracula. He fought Dracula. <laughs> oh yeah, doesn't he become like a bat creature in one of the comics as well? well that man bat. Totally different. Uh, uh, maybe I don't know, but uh, of course. Okay, as we are. As now, we talk about, I, I don't want to so, talk about so this one. So <laughs> what did Jack will do? Does he become? He tries or? to kill Tom Cruise. Okay, because and reasons. Because <laughs> he, the reason why, you know, she's around is because she wants to complete the ritual, and she can only complete the ritual while he's alive. Because they need to stab him with a dagger, so they need to get rid of him. Which you think is a perfectly reasonable, you know, needs of the many, away needs of the few. But then the woman, played by Annabelle Wallace. Annabelle who, Wallace? Yeah. Famous for... Famous for <laughs> all the blonde women in King Arthur. Oh, of course. Yeah. And something else, I'm not sure. Like, she's a terrible archaeologist. Like, the reason why she knows Tom Cruise is that they had a one-night stand in Baghdad. Mm-hmm. And then he <laughs> ran away with her map, which is how he found the tomb in the first place. Ah. But somehow she likes him enough to try and save him. from he's being so cut- charming, apparently, huh? Yeah, got her love that charming, charming smile. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, there's a brief scene where Jekyll becomes Hyde, and he starts having a Cockney accent. Is it a CGI Hyde, or is it like Russell Crowe in like makeup? Well, basically, he's a little bit taller, and he's got like purple shit on his face, and he's much stronger, and he's got Cockney accent. Talking about how much he loves chaos, because. Cockney people are apparently crazy. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I actually yeah, didn't actually, mind that, so. Yeah, I mean, that was a great idea, very poorly executed. Mm. But it's kind of a similar vein, for sure. Okay. And then finally, you know, they end up in London because I guess they didn't have the budget to film in Egypt and also it's a bit not so good to film in there right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course. Um, then again, you know, I don't think London's any better, <laughs> especially with the current political climate. Yeah, so do go on. Do go on. And then uh, there's a final scene in the catacombs, which was shown in the beginning of the movie, where eventually Tom Cruise stabs himself with a dagger, completing the ritual, becoming the god of death, kills the mummy, and then revives Annabelle Wallace because she dies at some point. So mm-hmm. here's the number one problem I have with this movie. Yeah, you're gonna set up a DUCU. Mm-hmm. And you already killed off the mummy. Yeah, because <laughs> now Tom Cruise is meant to be the monster. He's, so he's the next mummy. He's know? the mummy. He's not. You, you can't call him the mummy. That's he's the definitely the daddy now. But he's not. <laughs> but he's not a mummy. He's not mummified anyway. He's 
I guess Seth. He's he's a god walking amongst men. Apparently, I guess. All right. So that's the setup. Is what they're trying to get. So literally, he is the Iron Man <coughs> to this universe, and uh, Doctor Jekyll is the Nick Fury. I or? guess. So. Are they working okay. together now? Okay. No? The way you've been yeah, telling us about this film is it feels like a bunch of set pieces drawn out without any cohesion of sorts. Is I mean, that how it felt? Sounds like a total mess. If you it ask is me. a total mess. There is a narrative connection. I mean. It's not like it is, I mean, it is coincidental as fuck that some of the things that happen, like, you know, they crash right at an abbey where the dagger is when the plane crashes. Because plot needs to move. <laughs> yeah, because. But apart from that, I mean, it's just one coincidence after another, just stupid decisions where, you know, we've established that Tom Cruise is a piece of shit human character, but he tries to sacrifice himself to save this woman. So he has a bit of a redemption arc. Yeah, but he doesn't deserve Barely. it. Barely. Yeah, and okay. You know, no one is redeemable in this film. No one is. No good. one is likable, I guess. No, as well. well like, except for Brendan Fraser, he's definitely redeemable. <laughs> oh, he's apparently. Oh, yeah, he's. Oh, he's like, in retrospect, those films are masterpieces compared to this. <laughs> At least they were earnest. I would say that you know. Yeah, and I don't know, man. It's just this film is just one big CGI mess, but it's not awful. There's some parts. Which is are, it worse than Gods of Egypt? I haven't seen Gods of Egypt, so don't. I don't. Egypt was at least funny unintentionally. Don't watch Gods of Egypt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I get to see um, what was that guy, the Spartan guy, being all Jared yeah, Butler, Jared yeah, Butler yeah, overacting, Jared yeah. Butler overacting like never before. So I mean, he has a job again, finally. I guess so. not really. I think he just killed off his job again with Gods of Egypt. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! But then again, yeah, I mean. The main problem with this film, apart from what I've already said, is that it's totally all over the fucking shop. Mm -hmm. I mean, at some point it's really dark and scary, you have kind of horror elements, well, PG-13 horror elements, it's not super, you know, scary. Uh, you have zombies and people returning from the dead and these dark washed out, um, desaturated things Basically cannon fodder, like something for Tom Cruise to fight. Right? Yeah. And then you have a scene where he runs out to try and hit the mummy. There's always a scene he runs. Well, no, he, run, <laughs> no, he runs towards the mummy with a big stick to kind of whack her. And she kind of sucker punches him and he goes flying like a fucking cartoon character. Like, <laughs> 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 it's like, it's, it goes from serious thriller to cartoon comedy instantaneously like that. It's just really weird. And then... The scene where he fights uh, Jekyll is kind of like one of those weird like comedy fight scenes well, where they actually do fight. Yeah, they do fight until he stabs him with the serum that makes him uh, Jekyll again. Hmm. Yeah. And then he's all friendly again. Oh, I'm Russell Crowe. <laughs> well, he kind of throws him to a drinks cabinet and then he comes back afterwards. Oh, that's every every Australian's weakness: drinks. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still. I mean, there's some parts which did make me laugh, and some parts I will give credit to. Once again, I feel like we're in a golden age of art direction in Hollywood. Oh, okay. okay. People are do try even with sh shit like this. They're trying their best to make it some, look as nice as possible. Yeah, and stuff like you know uh, stuff like the hieroglyphs and Egyptian architecture was is very consistent with the kind of style that happened at the time. Mm. I feel like they tried their best to kind of pay respect to the mythology. To a certain extent. But when was this? What's the timeline for this movie? When is it set apparently? Present day. Is that's what they say. Day? Because there are Islamic militants destroying monuments in Baghdad, so it's at least 2016. Well, it's not the Taliban anymore, so it's definitely ISIS, I guess. Yeah. 
Well, well Taliban aren't in Iraq either. They're in Afghanistan. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, here's my history badge, sir. Yeah. <laughs> well, current affairs badge, but still. I'm taking my badge. My cap right there. Oh, God. Okay, so, okay. There's a ton of questions I want to ask you. Yeah. But the most important thing is... Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, is this even required this day and age? I mean, no, but, Universal okay. has been doing this since the beginning. Like, they had the monster movie thing going There's on. There's been so many attempts. And then there's yeah. a second one with uh, Dracula Unleashed, right? No, so, it was uh, I Frankenstein before. First, uh, first I Frankenstein, then Dracula Untold. Oh, Untold. It's the other way around. You know, Dracula Untold, then, then I Frankenstein. Then I Frankenstein. Now this. Okay, now yeah. apparently Dracula Untold is, is not officially untold. It's not It's canon. not part of the canon. Yeah. It's its own standalone film. Okay, I Frankenstein with Aaron Eckhart. Apparently will be, although that also made no money. But nobody cared. And the yeah. thing is like, okay, here's what you, I think you guys need to understand about uh, the DUCU or the Dooku. Mm-hmm. These are all royalty-free characters. I'm Most of them, except for maybe Dracula himself. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the Stoker estate still exists. Yeah. But like the concept of the mummy or like Imhotep, I mean, they're not even touching on anything important like from the Boris Karloff movies or no, like from the Bela Lugosi movies. I mean, the only connection they have is that because it's universal, they're using the same yeah, they own the style. rights to all of this, right? They basically. own the art style, not the names themselves. As ah, far there as you I'm go. Aware. So it's basically like Disney remaking themselves. Kinda, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what they're trying to sell it when they announced that they were going to do Universal. You know, that weird picture with Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe and someone else. I don't know. But yeah, obviously they just looked at what Marvel's doing, what DC are doing, saying, oh, we want to do the same, but with monsters! Like, and these are the only characters that we, we kind of own or license, right? Yeah, and it's... If they are going to go ahead with this, they do need to have their equivalent of Wonder Woman. Like, this is what DC They is. just need a good movie, simple as that. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Mummy is even good. This is not a good movie, and the thing is, the, the, the titular Mummy, Sofia Botella, she's not even really a Mummy. Like, she loses her bandages almost instantaneously. She's just your standard... Um, half-naked, undead yeah. woman. Yeah, you're, half, you're half-naked... Yeah, Prince uh, of Persia Part 3 bad guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's the same thing we've seen over and over again. How we're going to make a scary female villain. We're going to make a half-naked and use her sexuality to win over men and turn them evil. Like, she makes zombies by kissing people. Oh. Like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> And I like the actress Sophia Bertella. It's like a cartoon more and more. You yeah, think about it. Uh, she was excellent in Kingsman. No, definitely. Yeah, yes. she was brilliant. But in this, she tried her damn best because I feel like you know she's young, she's keen, she wants to you know do this kind of thing. I think thing. she just basically needs to keep working, you know, in order yeah. to stay relevant. Yeah, and <sighs> but it's a wasted opportunity. It is a wasted opportunity, and I feel like it was mainly just because you know there were four writers for this film. <laughs> Why? Are you fucking kidding me? No, but here's the thing, you also have to understand, it wasn't four writers at the same time. It's probably one writer and one rewriter, oh, so another like, rewriter yeah, and another stuff, guy. They, you know? they probably got a guy who knows how to write comedy segments, a guy who knows how to write action segments, a guy who does horror shit. And they just, they probably never talk to each other, like they just said... Which is what most movies are nowadays. Yeah, so. it's, and you can tell because it's just, like I said, tonally it's all over the fucking shop. You know, character motivation shift from one moment to the other, where... You know, there are moments where you have an accredited archaeologist talking about we've angered the gods. Perfectly seriously. You are a woman of science and you're saying we've angered some ancient Egyptian gods. Fuck off with that nonsense. <laughs> it sounds like this movie needs a lot more bandages than it already has. Yeah, and... <laughs> good one. And it's just, there's so many things where you just question. Like, apparently, 
this woman, the main reason why she's so scary is that she's not in the Egyptian history books. Egyptian history books. Like, she's meant to be the, par- the papyrus. Is, is yeah, she was, yeah, she was scrubbed from her history. She was, yeah, we don't talk about it. She's not buried in Egypt because they want to put her as far away as possible mm-hmm. from the history of the Lion Pharaohs. Okay. So why do you know who she is? How do you know what her name is? Because Google. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck does Dr. Jekyll know this? Because he's not an archaeologist. He says he's a surgeon and an immunologist. And he's but, also trying to assemble a team. <laughs> yeah. Save the world. <laughs> from who could be like, we're a bunch of monsters. Who are we saving the world from? Other monsters? <laughs> Cthulhu a maybe? A monster. A Cthulhu? Wow. Yeah. That, that would be cool. That would, that, yeah, that's the, probably the only logical thing, you know, is either that or maybe the Gozer, <laughs> the Destroyer. Yeah, old Tep as well. Uh, yes. yeah, no, but okay, here's the thing. Uh, maybe what we should really discuss is like, okay, who is this movie for? Absolutely no one. No, I cannot tell you who would want to see this movie. If you're fans of the, of the original films, this is not for you because it's not, you know, that light-hearted romp through ancient Egypt. It's not basically <clears throat> like an amazing Indiana Jones ripoff. No. With mummies. Yeah. yeah. It's in a modern setting, and they try to do fun things with current technology, but it doesn't work. And if you like action movies, that's the, some action scenes are good, some are well done, but there are others which are just CGI fuckfests. Mm. And and if you like Tom Cruise, there are other better films that showcase his talent, right? Yeah, I mean, he has probably three other films coming out this year, for all we know, where he's doing exactly the same fucking thing. <laughs> <coughs> Very <coughs> intense, arrogant asshole with the heart of gold. Yeah, I mean... We have the Tom Cruise set pieces now. Him falling off a building. Of him course. running away. And him doing his own stunts, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Him kissing a woman half his age. <laughs> <laughs> That's every movie, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the dude is in his early 50s now. You know, props, props to him for looking as good as he does. But my God, man, let someone else have a chance. Wow, he's literally held together with cello uh, tape at this point in time. Cello tape and thickens, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Scientology joke right Maybe that's the enemy Scientology. Yeah. No, we can't do that. Yeah, this is our last episode because we're going to be shut down by the church. <laughs> no, but okay, here's the thing about Tom Cruise, right? Okay, Tom Cruise, when he wants to act, he can. Yeah. Okay, like we can only just bring up his filmography. Okay, he was the, he was amazing in A Few Good Men. He went toe-to-toe with Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. He was amazing in Magnolia, okay? Under the right direction. He was great in The Firm. He was the yeah. He was great in the firm. He was a he was an amazing monster in fucking interview with the vampire. Oh god, yeah. He you know, so he terrifying. as the start was great. Okay, now here's the thing: missed opportunity. What are you doing in this franchise, Mister Cruz? He needs money, apparently. Why like, to make more Mission Impossible movies? I guess he still owes a lot of money to Kitty Holmes. Oh, <laughs> oh man, they totally forgot about that. Which is why the mummy is a woman, apparently. Right. <laughs> but okay. So, like, okay, let's do something really fun. Let's project. Oh, but I need to give my final score. Oh, you want to give your final yeah. score? It's a four. Four Fast. scarabs out of ten? <laughs> four scarabs so out of very a million dung heap. I don't know. So, so dung beetles, basically. It's, it's, just, it's just a big pile of shit which no one needs to see. Okay, but, okay, I also want to kind of touch on this. Like, basically, okay, the, the DUCU uh-huh. is a thing. Yeah. All right? So, uh, we have... Tom Cruise is apparently not the mummy, but now the daddy. Okay, not I, I don't know what the, what you're supposed to call him. He's God set. set, I guess. Yeah. He's it, set. He's set. The snake yeah. god. Okay. He's not a snake god. Oh, what, what, what should I do? Set he's a god. Uh, the Anubis. No. Anubis. Is no, is a slightly different. The crocodile head. No, it's a it's a jackal head. Oh. Ah. Yeah. All right. I always thought set was the snake god. Anyway, no, that's nobody cares. Okay, and then uh, 
we're gonna have uh, Johnny Depp has signed on to be the Invisible Man. Yeah, I and still think Kevin Baker was a better Invisible Man. Oh, of course, Probably. man. Hollow yeah. Man was amazing. <laughs> you know, props to the VFX department for doing the CGI dicks. Totally <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, unnecessary, <laughs> but that you know, <laughs> that need the for realism, detail, that attention to detail. <laughs> well done, guys. Apparently, penises are big in now in Hollywood. But have you That's seen a drop right there, Mister Oliver. <laughs> just, just, just tangential right there. Like uh, Baywatch. Oh my god! Full on penis at one point. Like full on dead penis. That's a lot more dick jokes than I could handle, and for a movie about boobs. Yeah. Well, I guess that's them trying to equalize the sexism. I don't know. I guess so. Okay, but who else do we have lined up for the DUC? We have Russell Crowe as Jekyll and Hyde. Okay, which has been already kind of confirmed in this movie. So yeah, and who's Dracula? Dracula? Anyone knows who's, who's going to Dracula? Uh, who cares? <laughs> uh, who could we see as. Ooh, I know a great choice. Ooh. Fassbender. Yo. <laughs> that could Did work. I just blow your mind right there? That would work. That so would work so damn well. Fastbender would be the perfect. He's such a charismatic, scary European dude. Yeah, can you imagine him just like slowly drawing you in with his charm and then. Mm. Ooh, it chills down my spine. Well. Uh, apparently they're making brighter Frankenstein rather than Frankenstein's monster. Because Aaron Eckhart so, has been kind of uh, yeah. let go from the canon as well. Yeah, right? so we need to have. A female zombie. I mean, female. Do you know who? Homunculus. Sorry, yeah. I'm trying to think of it. Do you know who I would like to see as Doctor Frankenstein? Not the Frankenstein's monster. Of course, Doctor Frankenstein. Who? Christoph Waltz. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Now that is. I would love him. It's so, alive. It's alive. So, so who should play the bride? Who should play the bride? Any you know girl uh, of the week apparently. Margot Robbie. Give Margot Robbie another job. Oh, where God. she's like you know. Uh, I don't. Doesn't uh, what's her name? Sherry Moon Zombie maybe. Nah, she's exclusive uh, to Rob uh, Zombie, sir. Uh, Who is barely trying to get a movie career going? You know, the yeah. dumbest thing he did was, F, of course, what was the name of zombie. the life partner of Tim Burton until recently. Helen Bonham Carter. She's still around, right? She already looks she like it. She can be the bride. She, <laughs> be the bride. she yeah. doesn't even need to do makeup. She just appears. Can have a different <laughs> spin to it. Just the talkative kind of. Bride. But how old is she? She's in her fifties now. Fifties. Finally, we can pair up with Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Age-appropriate movie, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Oh my god. Oh, don't forget, we got the merman as well. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell would be... Who? Who? Well, whoever doesn't mind being in makeup, I guess. Jason Momoa. Aquaman <laughs> <laughs> and the merman. Him with a big fish face. <laughs> <laughs> we could have him... Remember that guy who played uh, Doug Jones, right? From uh, Hellboy? He played Abe, Abe Sapien? Nah, no. leave him alone. Uh, That's perfect already. Just uh, don't, don't, don't... So we gotta find another guy who can wear a suit. No, I would say that okay. well, any ugly ass guy who has a good voice. Okay. Oh, okay, Ian McShane. There you go. No, but here's what I want to say. Like, okay, the DUCU. Okay, I understand their intentions, and I also kind of understand the fact that yeah, they're sitting on all this property, and they might as well try to make some sort of a you know film franchise because apparently that's a thing. Mm. But I think we should also address the fact that these executives or the people behind the scenes, you know, like the guys, the bean counters, the people who are trying to cash in on this current fact of let's create an extended cinematic universe. They don't know what the they fuck they're doing. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. I mean, DC also doesn't know what they're doing. The reason why it works with Marvel is because they have Paul Feige or Kevin Feige? Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. Paul Feige is the one married to Melissa McCarthy. 
Um, mm. <laughs> Kevin Feige knows what he's doing because he's been on there from the very beginning. Everything is under one guy's direction and he knows what he's about. I can literally say this, like the Marvel Studios, there's definitely some whiteboard or this huge white, like, you know. All the red lines, the pins and everything. Yeah, they've had, they, have, they have had this planned out for the longest time since Iron Man 1. Yeah. And I mean, then DC is just playing catch up. Yeah, because then, they're run by Warner Brothers who don't know what to do with big franchises. Well, you know, like look at how they fucked up. Uh, they screwed up the Harry Potter franchise with Fantastic Beasts. There you go. That was a shit movie. And I guess Universal's on the same boat now. They yeah. have this and they don't know what they're doing with it. Yeah, I mean. Oh, wait, we forgot to mention Javier Bardem, right? He's Javier Bardem? I think so. He's been announced, but I don't know yeah. which character officially. He's probably the Wolfman. I could see that. I would love to see a wolfman with a Dutch boy haircut from No Country for Old Men. <laughs> <laughs> Just that hairstyle and a snout. <laughs> that would be awesome, dude. And he flips a coin at people before he devours them. So okay. instead of using the air pump, he just slashes your throat. <laughs> also, that pump, a third slash, like... Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a nice little stamp. Yeah. How about them? You are destined for better things. Why are you doing this? Uh, but then again, you know, he is this generation's yeah. Arturo Banderas. So we just yeah. wrap it up and just say... Universal, please stop. I don't know. I I would like to think that they could make good movies. We don't know because, I mean, we all have our opinions about Wonder Woman, but it's definitely better than the shot they were pumping up beforehand. Mm. And it gave me hope that we might see even better stuff on the horizon because, you know, we all love Marvel now, but everyone was a bit unsure after Captain America, the first one and the first Thor. People were like, I'm not so sure. I really liked the first Captain America, actually. Yeah, so did I, but a lot of people were a bit... I don't know, and Thor definitely lost some people, but then when Avengers came, that brought everyone back in around. So, no, but the problem time. is they were actually made as standalone films that just happens to adhere to the canon. Yeah, yeah. these for Universal's movies, they're doing it the other way around. They're yeah. just establishing. They're just they're, announcing. They're hey, here's the universe. They're creating a universe no, that hasn't even been confirmed. I think yes. that's the main problem because not only have yeah. they not established characters or even the actors, but the thing is, it's very obvious. It's like. What's the main story going to be about? Yeah. yeah. Why should we care? Because you know? yeah, DC works because, you know, we have 70 plus years of, co- of comics to come from yeah. to, for comic stories. Because we're going to worry about making a good film. Yeah. Which and here's two differences in how it works. First Iron Man film, they set up the Hispanic universe in five seconds. Mm. Nick Fury turns up and says, I want to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. That's it. Done. Everyone goes crazy. A quarter of the mummy is about setting up this damn universe. Uh. Talking about how there's evil everywhere, this is the most ancient evil I've met. The fact that Jekyll is a person and apparently no one questions how a guy who's been around since the fucking Victorian era. This is my counterpoint to that because like the thing about comic book movies is like yes they have over half a century worth of lore and writers and different tangents that you need to be aware of and you have to nitpick exactly the perfect components to make your movie. Mm -hmm. All these universal monsters only have one book each. Literally, yeah, but they're okay. built on centuries of folklore. Centuries of folklore, but there's one established so called uh, this is the canon, okay? I like suppose. Yeah. Dracula, you know, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I don't know what a mummy is based on, I don't think it's, that was a book. It's well, it's actually based on Tudor Common's Curse. Mm, there you go, and then there's also like the which wolf. is not which is not a book, that's a thing that actually happened. It's a papyrus, <laughs> no, it's it's a thing that actually happened, yeah. Uh, lo- lots of people died, yeah. but okay, <laughs> then and there again, but okay. So, they're gonna do this big old fuck off franchise with all these universal monsters. Okay, the draw should be we wanna see all these monsters team up. Yeah. For what reason? No, not established yet. 
Because I think like the best thing about probably the first Avengers movie, okay, these guys are all teaming up. Why? Oh, Thanos is a thing. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You know, so that's what they should do. So like, who is the big evil? Who is the big bad? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Yeah. All right. Because the thing is, these are monsters themselves. I mean, if you want to see a movie where you have all these universal monsters put together and effectively. There's still that movie from the eighties, Monster Squad. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, I like that film. The nice. best line uh, of all time: "Wolfman has nards." <laughs> oh my god! You no, know, there you go. Or, or like even like okay, not subpar. You know, very flawed. But League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, as a big dumb action movie with all it these works. characters, it works. It's actually fun to watch. You yeah. know, you know that would be a great Netflix series. What League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yeah. Hmm. I think so. And you just slowly set up, you know, start with Alan Quatermain, then start drawing everyone else. There's Minna Harker, and then Jekyll Hyde, and so forth and so and forth. And, and, and Jory Gray as well. It actually goes on until like the 70s, and then the 80s, and 90s, so there you go. That's your entire Netflix sorted. And that's the thing, like that one movie managed to put a universe together so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Because they don't dwell on the fact that uh, we need to set up all these things. It's like, okay, you you know who Dracula is, yeah. you know who Frankenstein is. Like, now they're going to just get together. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. So, well, that was my very hesitant review of The Mummy. Yeah. Sorry we had to make you go sit through it. It's okay, you've <laughs> saved a lot of people listening to this. Save your time, save your yes. money. Like <laughs> Jesus, I have died for your <laughs> movie-going sins. Or at least, uh, I've taken all the burden. disappointed for every sins. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think with that, I think I can wrap up the show. Yeah, this okay. Monster Madness show. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this has been... Uh, very disappointed archaeology expert uh, the the Shafiq and the Shafiq and here's uh, my co-host the equally disappointed eccentric Tom and there's Mr. Tafi with some energy left <laughs> so so you can check us out on thelastthing.net you can check us out on SoundCloud the last the lasting podcast we also got an Apple thing going on lasting <laughs> podcast as well and Apple Podcast, right? It's like yeah, that. Apple and Apple. Yep, yep. Working together for once. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we also got an Instagram account, Lasting Podcast, and, and also Twitter. a Twitter account, yeah. Lasting Podcast. Please like, follow, share, subscribe. Okay, you know you love us. Okay, we're sitting through all these terrible movies and sometimes terrible video games for your entertainment and education. For you. For you, the Last King fans. Okay, so um, from the sands of Egypt. To the slightly less sands of LA and everything in between. And to the sands of Korea. <laughs> <laughs> this is signing out. Sign- bye bye. Bye bye.